because my taxes. Shit. Me too. Now I finally have my my other W two. I can, I can do my taxes. We should do a tax doing party. Yeah, because Ezra I know needs to do his too. Yeah, we could do our taxes. Gather all of our friends who haven't done their taxes, yeah. and we all sit. <laughs> Michael's done his like eight years. Of course in he did. Of course he did. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast where we go absolutely cuckoo bananas over our favorite characters from Degrassi The Next Generation. I'm Keely Bell, and you can join me every week with a special guest to talk about how these characters did whatever it takes and how exactly they made it through. Welcome back. This is Cuckoo Bananas exclamation point a Degrassi colon the next generation podcast. I am your host Keely Bell and for the first time in about probably 10 months I am joined with Daniel Herman. Woo! Yay! I bet you thought you saw the last of me. (laughs) I survived the plane crash (laughs) and I'm back to talk about my favorite television show <laughs> Buffy oh. the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Honestly, Any hard and fast opinions on Riley from that one? <laughs> <laughs> now that I've seen some of Buffy, you should have a Buffy podcast. I think you'd have a lot of fun with it. So I understand and I at some point if I have a mental breakdown, I need to start um having hard opinions for other people to hear probably that's going to be what i'm going to do yeah um thanks (laughs) (laughs) thank you for telling me exactly what you think of me and my podcast i don't think that about you and your podcast (laughs) what i'm saying is i'm a white male presenting figure and if i start a podcast usually that means i'm crying for help and attention right 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 uh, <laughs> so yeah um life updates the the listener knows my life updates um so i guess my real question is how did my cancer affect you gentle <laughs> gentle listener i have been anxious mm-hmm. for um a long time <laughs> simply simply put um holy jesus mm-hmm. um i'm so happy that you are no longer actively um, mm-hmm. tumor filled. Yes. Same. To, okay. To I br- was never to the brim. Filled. You were actually barfing them up. That is so gross. <laughs> sneezing and little <laughs> tiny tumors falling out like spider eggs. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> truly, truly. But that, that is how it felt. Um, but yeah, your cancer affected me in the following ways. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> is this an intervention? A cancer <laughs> intervention? Your cancer has affected me in the following ways. One, the commute to the hospital is not Ugh. a vibe. Uh, number two, the chairs the hospital really the gave me scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> number three, the Wi-Fi at the hospital is somehow worse than the Wi-Fi in our apartment. Somehow. Which I didn't think was possible. It's really not. They had to go out of their way to be worse than the Wi-Fi at our apartment. Truly, truly, truly a nightmare. Um, but yeah, now I can sleep a little easier. Yeah. Super, super cool. No longer having um, direct existential dread of mm-hmm. my best friend being ill. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, now I can go back to being the main character. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I passed the torch to you. Um, and what, aside from my cancer, have you been up to? Um, quitting the service industry for the Woo! time being. Everybody, listener, give give Daniel a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Give me the claps. <laughs> give him the clap, everybody. You heard claps. Him. You heard multiple him. claps. Give him the clap. No, not multiple <laughs> strains of gonorrhea. Please, God, no. 
<laughs> no, but speaking of gonorrhea, I am dating again. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's it's going okay. It's going okay. We have some prospects. We're we're we're, mm-hmm. we're branching out. Um, what else? What else? Oh, the moment that you stopped having cancer, mm-hmm. my grandfather started having it. Yes, which is. I believe I I will simply say as you passed the protagonist torch onto me, <laughs> did you need to pass the cancer onto my didn't grandfather? I mean to. I'm so sorry. It seems as though my cancer um, kickstarted everybody's grandpa's cancer, which yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, that happened to Ezra as well. Uh, my, I got diagnosed, and his grandfather got diagnosed in the same week two weeks or something yeah, like that, that that was a rough minute for him that was wild really truly just not a good not a good run for mm-hmm. him um you're an influencer and by I influencing am. you're influencing old men I'm to <laughs> get cancer in various places <laughs> and i am not this is not i i don't want this i don't want this burden and yet here i am and well hopefully if my grandfather follows your lead he'll get a new wig yes um with bangs <laughs> now you said new wig <laughs> has your grandfather been um experimenting with wigs lately oh no just the rainbow afro wig he wears when he decides to be a fucking clown <laughs> i love afro circus from <laughs> madagascar 3 um, <laughs> i was just talking about this the yeah. other day uh, the other day we talk about circus afro at least once a month oh I yeah feel. that's yeah Thank you for the life update. I'm sure the listener has been one not wondering what you've been up to, but you know, just like are, they're happy to hear what you've been up to. I've gotten a lot of people's comments being like, "Oh, when I teased last episode with Ezra that I we would be returning to form at least a couple times in the next few um, months in the yeah the next few recording sessions." Um, I got a couple people being like, oh, yes, I am very excited. But yeah, our topic of discussion today is um, (laughs) Declan Coin. Fuck. Now, it feels so weird doing Declan and Fiona so separate from each other because like if you haven't, if you listener have not heard a, um, a character analysis episode of this podcast, or it's been a while since you've heard one. Um, I'm going to give you the rundown just a little bit. We tackle every um, main character the show has ever had. So that means every person that has ever, ever appeared in the opening credits that is not an adult teacher um, or like otherwise adult uh, Joey, Caitlin, Spike. Um, they teach us about life. Yes, yes. They're not, they're not allowed De- within 45 million feet of a school <laughs> for various reasons. De facto teachers, yes. Um, we, 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 yeah, that's how we do this, this type of episode. And we do them in, we try to do them in order as best we can. So like sometimes it'll be like, oh, this person showed up before this person. So we'll do the person who came first. But then with these later seasons, a lot of people show up around the same time, but it really depends on when they leave is how we rank it. So the fact, the reason why we're doing Declan now is because he shows up in season nine and leaves that same season. So he shows up like, you know, after Jane, after uh, Johnny DeMarco, after Bruce the Moose, but he leaves that same season. Whereas Johnny leaves essentially in season 11 not season 11 season 10 yeah and then he has the one episode after that well he he leaves season 9 but he comes back in that season 10 episode yeah. um and so if it feels like Declan's like out of 
place right now it it's just because we're in a fucky timeline yeah this is the degrassi multiverse is weird and maybe it's just because this is when i started watching it felt like declan was there for a lot longer than he actually was Mm -hmm. declan coin felt like he was there for forever when the reality was he is simply um, a one season um wonder yeah yeah declan's a one season wonder he he came he came he came he came he came <laughs> and then he promptly, <laughs> promptly didn't fuck his sister no no which were all a little like yeah morally sure great work but like you set up a narrative that i feel like you didn't complete yeah yeah he that's the one thing he didn't come he, he didn't come yeah <laughs> Um, come on the pleats of his little pants little khaki pants little little khaki pants um so yeah declan has declan does a lot in his one season he He has two love interests um he he woos one he ruins another relationship he because he is also the um the the He's amused. He's amused for Claire. He's he does a fucking lot in yeah, one he, season. He is amused. He has amused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't. He fuck does a school Jason play. Muse. <laughs> he does a school play. Is he does a lot in his one season? So yeah. uh, give it up for Declan for that. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do the thing that we hate the most, which <laughs> is sum up his character arc in three sentences oh christ i know it sucks we never prepped for this before but especially since i haven't been on the pod for almost Mm -hmm. a year um i don't know how i'm gonna do this yeah me neither i didn't i haven't given a single thought in the world um but i think i'll go first all right um (laughs) declan coin starts his time at degrassi as a spoiled, rich, fraternal twin, period. After flinging his cock around (laughs) and ruining fan favorite ships, he then flings his heart around and tames the seemingly untamable uh, Holly J. Sinclair, period. Um, In the end... He leaves <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Incredible work. I also, I feel like I need to say, um, Declan does have a season 10 reappearance as well. He yeah. has two episodes in season 10. Yeah. That's just, but Johnny's came after. Anyway, I needed to clarify that. All right. Um, Declan Coyne is a product of teen girl wish fulfillment Mm -hmm. given legs and a cock, Mm -hmm. period. He makes his way through everyone's season Mm -hmm. with the confidence of a man who causes oil spills. (laughs) Okay. After his reign of terror ends, he gives us a parting gift mm-hmm. by way of ruining Holly J. Sinclair's chances at happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Period. 
Was that was that the three sentences? Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, okay. I don't feel completely blown out of the water by yours, uh, so I think I've gotten better, or at least more comfortable. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I I think I I I gave you the smoke, <laughs> and the smoke is from my crack pipe. Um, <laughs> I, I, oh, I didn't do crack. <laughs> Gentle listener, you know I would never do crack. No, no, he wouldn't do crack. Uh, Meth, though, me and Peter, we got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was Declan's arc in Three Senses. I think we got him pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can dive into his plot points, which he doesn't have many, any, really, of his own. They're kind of all ship-centered. Well, I wouldn't. He he suffers from this idea of you know, like he he does a lot of things, mm-hmm. but they're all sort of centered in this weird like it's about uh, the girl that's in his plot, right? Right. But he is out here in the streets being a menace. Yes, yes. Because like that is the same can be said for the Holly J plot, the Jane plot, and the Fiona stuff, where like. His like his too close relationship with his sister is like a, is Fiona's problem. It's not his problem. Yeah, like he's never the protagonist of these stories. He's always mm-hmm. the antagonist, or the an- antagonist in the way that when you dissect like rom coms, right? You're the the other person in that relationship that is the antagonist simply because they're the they're the obstacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll do his intro. Yeah. Um, we, Declan shows up in season nine, the first episode of season nine. And we've talked about this before. Declan and Fiona's introduction is like Degrassi's response to the, um, the spoiled rich kid, um, teen dramas of the time. See Gossip Girl. Because Declan's vibe is very Chuck Bass, where he and Fiona get out of their limo, they look at the schools of Degrassi, and they go, "Oh, it's just so plebeian." <laughs> yeah, it's it's giving, or like if if anyone's watched a Gilmore Girl, yeah, they would have gone to Chilton, yeah, and they would have gone to Yale from Chilton, yes, instead yes. of going to Yale from Degrassi, <laughs> yeah, which like how <laughs> with what grades are we are we getting into Yale? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's it, with the coins. Don't have to worry about the grades. They got money. Mm. Um, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't think I've said it on the pod though. I would have loved to see a Degrassi, um, tackle the college admission scandal plot line. Like uh, that would be my pitch for whatever reboot we got. Ah, uh, Fiona joining the rowing team. <laughs> Fiona getting photoshopped onto the rowing team. <laughs> Declan Coyne just being like, Hey, so I've played tennis, mm-hmm. right? I definitely played tennis. Mom, I've played tennis. Oh, yes. My son played ten- tennis. And squash. The, <laughs> he, he was captain of the Degrassi squash team. Oh, I'm trying to remember. What does he what does he play at Vanderbilt when he leaves? I think he's on like the fencing team. It, it, Declan and Fiona are introduced as socialites. Their dad is like a d- Democrat, not a Democrat, a diplomat of some sort. <laughs> he's definitely not a Democrat, Democrat uh, if anything. Y'all... <laughs> First of all, are there Democrats in Canada? Sound off. Um, Are there diplomats in Canada? One would hope so. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, their dad's a diplomat. I think, but here's the thing. I've always wondered, and I don't think the show has ever given us a clear answer. 
Are the coins American? So I don't believe so because they do have the aboots. They right. And that's but that I think might just be an oversight of the the direction not telling these Canadian actors to get rid of their aboots because like Declan and Fiona are constantly being like oh, we miss home, we miss New York, I blah, blah, blah. So, like, they were at least raised in America, and their dad, I believe, is in Toronto on business, who, like, I don't I don't think we've ever seen Mr. Coyne. We've seen no. Mrs. Coyne a lot. And Mrs. Coyne um, has that, that not quite transatlantic, but, mm-hmm. but pretty close, like, mm-hmm. that, oh, I'm a rich woman, and I, <sighs> you, you don't know where I'm from. She's but, just so breathy. Oh, oh, um, the coins are rich. That's really all we have. <laughs> that, that's rich. All. <laughs> They're very rich. But I believe that Declan is rich. He, he, yeah. Cause he dresses like a rich boy. Yes. And Landon LeBaron has wonderful acting. He's, and I think that's why Degrassi didn't get to keep him very long is cause Landon's a great actor Yeah, and he really sold the kind of Chuck Bass element of of Declan and um, Annie Clark too. They both were fantastic additions to the cast. But the characters, meh. but the acting, one hundred percent. Yeah, th- I they they bring charisma. Mm-hmm. They they turn the party because mm-hmm. there are some characters that you're very clear like, oh yeah, we're gonna shake things up, and then mm-hmm. the energy they give is very the same as everyone else that's right. there. Whereas Declan and Fiona are like, we are antagonists. Yeah. We are here to make you miserable. And we are here. You think Holly J. Sinclair is mean. Mm-hmm. I will show you mean. Yeah. And like, I also think um, they really like when I said that their characters meh, like added to everything. It was a met from the beginning where they like that season nine they're just okay. Like Fiona doesn't do anything in season nine, really. Yeah, Declan, she's, she's baggage. Mm-hmm. Declan does a lot, um, but Fiona does. Uh, but then once season ten happens and Fiona is like one of our main characters that we follow a lot, and she gets a lot of big plot lines, and then Fiona is just the most wonderful asset to this to this yeah. show. It's it's really it, it just goes to show um sometimes you got to get away from your toxic family. Yes. Fiona thrived without Declan, without her mom in that loft by herself <laughs> until Drew moved in with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, best plot line. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um but give us another 2 years. Yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um but yeah, so Declan and Fiona are they like are literally introduced with like a party, like a big party. They're like our diplomat people are having socialites over, blah, blah, blah. And that's when Peter gets introduced to the meth. So we initially we immediately are like, okay, these rich people are 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 bad for us. They're Mm -hmm. not good for us. They can just be places where meth is just, you know, floating around Victoria, bless her heart. (laughs) Which I never understood because like meth for at least culturally for Americans, meth is a poor people's drug. Exactly. And so So like, what the fuck? It's like, (laughs) it's like, and granted cocaine is hard to like get a hold of in Mm -hmm. certain spots. Maybe cocaine is easier to get a hold of. Um, in, in Canada, in Canada, like at least because it, it depends on where where you're getting your supply. Mm-hmm. 
But like meth in New York is so expensive. Yeah. Because you can't cook it anywhere. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That so makes sense. It, but this is a rich person's party. So like, mm-hmm. it, it, are we saying that meth is harder to come by and that's why the rich folk have it? Or right. is it just lying around everywhere? Or is it, or is Victoria just messier? I think that might have been part of it because Peter does say, I thought it was Coke. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. So it could just be that Victoria is like a bit of a messy, lower brow. Because also, like, we don't know what, who, like, who's, who's her parent? Like, is it Declan's dad's brother, sister? Is it Declan's mom's brother, sister? Is she cousin in the way where, like, oh, you know, we grew up together. Right, we'll just right. Do, we'll do just rich do. people have that? You know? I don't think they do. Well, I think that there's... A, once you get to a certain level of rich, you, you all worship the same goat. So, mm-hmm. like, you're all cousins. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always considered that, like, a like a Southern poor people thing of, like, oh, that's my cousin. I mean, he lives down the road and we're not related, but, like, we, <laughs> we play like, look, all the time. Look, we shared the same cloth diapers. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, I just hit my tube. My... <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our intro to these characters. And Declan is like, obviously the more, uh, well, I mean, maybe not from the beginning, obviously, but he's the more level-headed of him and Fiona. He's, he's like the more, the more, the more social. I yes, would say. Yes. Fiona's he, aloof. Yes. He's very approachable. He's very charismatic. Whereas Fiona's very standoffish and people don't necessarily get her. Um, so then we learn what Declan's all about when he, first of all, starts directing the school play (laughs) or producing. He's producing Jane's directing, right? Yes. I think that's what it is. And Degrassi tackles the showman's element of this in a way that I don't think has ever been tackled before, which is, um, we've got a producer and a director. It's not. It's not the lead actors. It's behind the scenes. Yeah, and we're going behind the scenes mm-hmm. to see that um, what to produce. And and I think it's he knows what a producer is. Yeah, because he's rich. Also, also, how do you produce a school play as a teenager in a high school in he, a public high school? Well, here's the thing. I believe that um, in order to produce a play at a public high school, you have to fuck the director. Valid. And so I believe. And I think Declan knows this is mm-hmm. that um, by becoming a producer, he can essentially just be in Jane shit. Yeah. Without needing a proper reason. Yeah. I'm sure he's up to stuff like, like, oh, I'll organize things. Except pr- producers at, at high school level, they're, mm-hmm. they're your staff advisor. They're yeah. the ones organizing things. They're the ones like, hey, make sure that we have the auditorium rented out, right. you know, for the thing. Exactly. Which means, where's Miss Dawes? Where is Miss Dawes? Where is Miss Dawes? Miss Dawes is the reason that Spinner and Jane don't work out because she wasn't there. She needed Declan to do the producing. Because Jane is fully with Spinner at, yeah. this, at this point in time. And Declan, like, plays the long game. Of, yes, like, he walk, does. Of, like, they, they come up with a concept for mm-hmm. a school show and then he walks her home and he's like, mm-hmm. I want to kiss you. And she goes, no, we can't do it. No, but it's very clear. Like, and this is also where charisma 
comes in a whole lot. Oh because yeah. Because we have two of our most talented performers. Yeah. Oh our, yeah. Two two of our two, two of our sexiest little teens. Yeah. I, just going tension. Mm-hmm. We love to like me and you, me and Jesse. We love to talk about that scene where they're in Declan's house and he's showing Jane around and he's like, yes. "You should see my keyboard." And she's yes, like. Yes, yes. Show me your keyboard and they make out. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And like they advertised it with that. Like they that was like the commercial for the episode was like the the tension between them and the hot kiss. Oh. Like of the all the cheating scandals, I mean there weren't that there aren't that many cheating scandals on Degrassi, but of them all, this is my favorite one. Yeah, because this one we play the long game because mm-hmm. they have so much in common. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what like what to me gave Declan the twirling mustache of doom. Yeah. Like, he comes in, he's, he's very artsy. He's very into all the things, but in the way that a pretentious straight boy is into things. Yeah. Yeah. He's giving Cole Sprouse. If the listener knows Cole Sprouse is in the news recently for his very just cringe attitude on a podcast. And it is smoking inside like the, a fucking oh dumbass. My God. What? Like, um luckily declan is way cooler than that (laughs) like declan declan has a few things in his favor Mm. a pointy chin Mm -hmm. um really big eyes Mm -hmm. not being on riverdale these are all good things that he has in his favor whereas cole sprouse famously stupid chin like i feel dumb eyes there's just something about a man who dyes his hair black that I just, it's so funny to me. I cannot take him seriously. Cause he, cause everyone's like, this is going to be the moment where I fucking, I do it. Mm-hmm. And they dye their hair black. It's, it's akin to, I don't know what the female equivalent to. I think it might be when a girl goes blonde, platinum blonde, like platinum. Blonde, mm-hmm. She's like, I'm ready. I'm going to yeah. take, this is my moment. This is my moment. Yeah. And then when a non-binary person dyes their hair, aquamarine, <laughs> Every, there's one for all genders. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's it's the it's the the hair coloring moment of um I this is I'm changing my life right now right and right now. Declan did suffer from the swoopy bang. Yeah, but I will. I was about to say to I was gonna lead that back into. I always love Declan's hair color. It's such a pretty color. Yeah, it's a great color. It's mm-hmm. a terrible cut. Yes, I mean that's just you know boys of that time had yeah. to suffer. He had to suffer so that we could be free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he's, as the school play commences, it's, it's, it's successful production. Mm-hmm. It it's, is. It, it, they, they do good work together, which mm-hmm. is like, this is the, and maybe it's just because I was involved in the theater when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. This was very believable because it's always the girl with the boyfriend outside. Mm-hmm. It's always the boy who's passionate. Yeah. And they just, it's just a little too much, a little too close. Oh, it's so oh, good. No. Oh, it's no. so good. And I think it does help that, um, like, at this time, Spinner and Jane, they have, like, personality elements in common, but Jane and Declan have, like, interests in common. And Declan scratches her intellect. Yes. Because yes. Jane is smart. And Spinner, we love we love our boy. We he love did, him. He ain't scratching a lot of intellectual He's real interest. Stupid. He's real dumb. <laughs> a dumb, dumb, dumb. And we love him. Mm-hmm. We love this man. He is dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it's Space Awakening is the show. Yeah, I remember because it was us. Uh, it was um, Star Wars again. It was yes. It was um, it was Aliens, High School. Uh, they had original music written by Degrassi bands such as the Studes. 
Um, and was this the one where they were... It, this is the same play where he tried to cast Fiona, but she was terrible. Yeah. And then she became the costume designer and they gave it to Shantae. Yeah. And then Shantae never got to perform it because they hated her. Because, yeah, because <laughs> she, got she got sick. sick. <laughs> and Jane had to perform for Shantae. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a great um, lead into his relationship with Fiona. Yeah. Because that's where we're, where we kind of, that's an, an overarching like with his relationship with and unfortunately like we're gonna cover this all in ships as well like how we we're not covering Declan and Fiona in ships but <laughs> we're covering oh I think I beg to differ <laughs> we're covering Holly J and Jane in ships but because all of his plots revolve around his ships it's difficult to do the plot points without talking a lot about the ships which we we find this problem with a couple characters um he is he is i think the most you can tell what time period it is mm -hmm. based on or at least the um the tastemakers of the time Mm -hmm. we love an edward cullen yes we love a um a strong male lead yes we're, we're, we're going female perspective. Mm-hmm. We're going... Yes, Declan was definitely written by a woman. Written by a woman and written by a woman who has hurt feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and she wants to hurt more of her feelings. Yeah. But um, in between the Jane and Holly J stuff, which we'll get to the Holly J stuff in a little bit, because um, Declan has an overarching relationship issue with, his twin sister, Fiona, which is that their relationship is kind of is like a little too close. Like you just mentioned the um, episode where a boundary has been crossed of Declan has his own thing, but he but Fiona feels like she needs to be a part of his one thing. And so he wants her to be a part of his one thing because he wants to like we said, she's more standoffish. And so he wants to push her out into Degrassi and let her and have her make friends and do more things. Uh, Cause at this point, Fiona's just like what being like being uh, pursued by Riley and that's kind of it. So Declan's like, okay, cool. I'll have her audition for the play. And he was like, he's like, yeah, you can be the lead, but she's such a bad singer that he's like, I can't do this. <laughs> and so then he has to like, um, um, find out where she does fit in his world of doing the play. And this is an issue with boundaries and their relationship that will span all of season nine and leading way leading into Degrassi takes Manhattan where he and Fiona aren't quite sure since they've been all each other had for so long, they're not quite sure how to break apart from each other um, at Degrassi and Declan, Declan has more of an idea of how to break apart, but it's hard for him to let Fiona figure things out for herself, which I find really sweet. And it's one of the more humanizing elements of Declan because it's like, okay, we've got this rich guy who is um, kind of an asshole, but like a sexy asshole. So it's not really a flaw. And then, and he and he doesn't respect women, not in the way that we expect him to not respect women. He believes that they're people enough for him to chase yes yes but not people enough to make their own decisions right like he is like 
actively sabotaging Jane and Spinner. He's not like, it's not that Jane, that Jane and Declan are cheating because they really, really like each other. It's because Declan sees her as a challenge. Yeah. And so. And then promptly goes on to Holly J when Jane is no longer interesting. Precisely. Precisely. So it's that kind of like, uh, uh, he, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought with him and Fiona, but like, it's that kind of, um, uh, he is learning how to uh, interact with women who are not his twin sister, who do not have just like this. Uh, women he's allowed to make out with. Yeah. Well, I was going to say women who don't have this intrinsic um, need to just be attached at his hip at all times. Yeah. Um, he's probably, that's probably character analysis. That's probably why he chases because he's so used to having a girl just being, literally in his shadow all at all times he that's not interesting to him yes and he's also used to the his sister is mean posh yes. beautiful standoffish and so he pursues jane the opposite yeah and then he pursues holly J, who is um a version of that but yeah. who is but who is challenging yeah leading from his relationship with fiona into what becomes oh that's what i was saying was that his um his thing with fiona makes him it humanizes him yeah it makes him a little more of a person yes like his his um need to his his weird relationship with his sister for lack of better term is his like big character flaw like that's really what it is is he's like look he's essentially on paper perfect until you're like Oh, it's like one of those, he's a 10, but <laughs> he's a 10, but he has a weird relationship with his twin sister. He's a 10, but you actually don't have privacy when you're with him. Exactly. Exactly. He's a, he's a 10, but I doubt he can tie his own tie. <laughs> he's a 10, but when he gets you coffee in the morning, his sister thinks it's for her. And then she licks the cup so that you can't drink it. My fa- That's one of my favorite Fiona moments. It's bananas. <laughs> Would you say it's cuckoo bananas? It is cuckoo bananas. Oh yes. my god! <laughs> I did it. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back. Leading into that leads us into uh, his relationship with Holly J, which would become another humanizing moment for him because with Holly J and Declan, um, she knows that he was cheating with Jane. Uh, and she is like, oh, that asshole. Wow. Um, I thought he was hot, but turns out he's just a whore who likes to destroy things. So I'm not going to want to be with him. And he really likes her. This isn't a Jane situation where he is like, I'm going to go after the thing that I think I can't get the taken girl. Who's opposite of everything that I, uh, have ever gone for him. (laughs) She's opposite everything I believe in. She has morals and values and a nose piercing. His pursuit of Holly J is very different from his pursuit of Jane because he's like, look, this is a girl that I could actually like want to be with. And according to Fiona, all the girls of his past are like, were socialites without many interests, without many person, without big personalities. Like they were just kind of arm candy. So, and that, you know, that's, if Fiona is to be believed. Um, and, and that is also just carbon copies of Fiona herself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So he's like, he is really looking to 
get Holly J and she's like, mm, no, mm, no, I've seen what you've done. You destroy things. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be with you. And you know, I look in the blue and, and, and Bruce episode, I said, I think Br- blue deserves better. And I, I stand by that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, however, if we had to lose blue to get Declan, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. And this is really where like charisma comes into play. Mm-hmm. Blue. No one's saying that blue isn't the warmest color. He is a right. hot man. Mm-hmm. However, Declan's chemistry mm-hmm. with both Jane and Holly J. Yeah. Some of the best chemistry we get. Yes, certainly. Certainly. Like Miss Emma Nelson and Mr. Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, had that that good wholesome you know small town chemistry that like everyone's like oh this is so wholesome very friday night lights mm-hmm. holly j and declan it's posh yeah it's regal it's we're making out on but on the Givenchy. yeah <laughs> and we love to see that it's yeah. a different vibe and we love we, we love it and he he inspires wet dreams yes which well, i which i'm a fan of yes because <laughs> Uh, so his pursuit of Holly J is very much him, like really wanting her, really trying to prove to her that he, he is serious about his intentions and eventually he does win her over. However, they are then faced with the issue of, um, of like being a bit star crossed. Now the stakes of Declan and Holly J being star crossed on the fucking floor like yeah. i don't i n- didn't believe it for a second i was like okay like i understand like his mom like runs a thing that she's trying to get and so they can't be together because it's a conflict of interest and it'll be holly J giving up her future so that she can be with a boy and she would never do that but like stakes on the floor <laughs> also we're pretending that boyfriends moms don't get girlfriends positions all the fucking time that's how if if we wrote this in a realistic fashion it's mm-hmm. like oh the way i win this girl yeah is by getting her the thing she wants yeah that would be that would be his first thought is like oh i will simply buy her love this yeah. is what i'm this is what i'm up to and if i were mrs coin i would be like okay here's what we're gonna do you guys can date. Like the fact that their parents were against them date. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it, Mrs. Coin would be like, okay, you guys can date. However, we got to keep it off social media for now. F- just for now. Like if, if they had kept it like just chill until Holly J got this, what internship or whatever. Cause um, is she poor? At th- is she poor at this yes. point? Yeah. But like she's poor, but, recently poor recently if if we played up the fact that the that the family was mired in a scandal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we keep it off of social media as you said Mm -hmm. and make it about shame rather than about like just money for money's sake i was gonna say like just like keep your relationship on the down low and then when mrs coin does in fact get you that fellowship internship whatever it was Three weeks later, hey, I just happened to have fallen in love with the son of the of the woman who got me my fellowship. Simple as that. It doesn't have to be all the jumping through the hoops, all the sneaking around, all the bullshit, bullshit that Holly J and Declan go through. Yeah. It's like 
I I love a star-crossed couple on this show. Emma and Sean is a great example of them who where they their actual like one life issues and their like personal beliefs which like personal beliefs that don't necessarily like dehumanize either of them. Yeah. Like that's a big thing that needs to be <laughs> needs to be uh, clarified. People can have different personal beliefs that create uh, conflict in their relationship without it being, I think you don't deserve rights. I think that, I, I don't think your friends are real. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a different thing. But like Emma and Sean had personal beliefs that like would, you know, make it hard for them to be together. And that's why they're star-crossed. Holly J and Declan, they really just kind of gel. Yeah, like <laughs> Holly J was a was a hard like coded as like mean rich mm-hmm. Republican girl who will bully you for the, for the fun of mm-hmm. it, and then she immediately lost her status, and then people who she would have been peers with, yeah, like the star cross ain't star crossing. No, no, it's not. The it's stars really are not. parallel. Yeah, and this is why like. There's also there's other reasons why I'm not crazy about Holly J and Declan, but like this is a, a one of them. It's like they're just too similar. Like give me variety, give me something different. Um, but before we get to the bigger reasons why I don't like Holly J and Declan together, let's talk about uh, another woman who has Declan on her mind in an- season nine. Another young woman. Another young woman. Um, also, who has the same hair color as both Holly J and Declan. Yes, <laughs> we we were going we were we were doing a lot of this reddish brown color yeah, in two thousand nine. We, we were in fact, I believe I went a little reddish brown. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Um, one Miss Claire Edwards. Claire Edwards. Claire Edwards. Baby Claire Edwards. Star of the show. Claire Edwards. Mm-hmm. Inheritor of all things lead character. Mm-hmm. Claire Edwards. In her first, in her babyest of plots. Mm-hmm. She's writing fan fiction mm-hmm. about Declan as a vampire, mm-hmm. as Madame Degrassi. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. It's so dumb. It's <laughs> because, and, and this is where I knew like, oh, they're doing this on purpose because Declan is a wish fulfillment. Yes. Declan is, he is a walking trope. Mm-hmm. And so doing a fan fiction episode where it's like, oh yeah, of course I'm gonna, he's inspiring my fan fiction. Yes, because he's not real. Right, right. <laughs> this is not a real man. So of course you're going to write fan fiction about him. And that all sounds like shit he'd say and do. Yeah. Make him a vampire. Lean into the Edward and call it him and all. Yeah. And then post it and then get discovered. Now, the whole, the, the Madame Degrassi <laughs> plotline is literally insane. It is like clearly adults who have never been on fanfiction.net or AO3 in their lives. Yeah. I think one of them spoke to one of their children one time about Mm -hmm. it. And we're like, that's enough research. I got this. In no, in no, in no situation is a fanfiction writer. One keeping the name of the boy that she is envisioning in her brain when she writes this fanfic Two, putting her school name in the her username yeah truly ridiculous so these are all just like things that are added to the plot to make it so that everyone at degrassi knows that somebody at degrassi is writing smut about um local hot boy declan yeah he is being sexually harassed yes local sexual harassment victim declan (laughs) coin being posted about on the internet about his throbbing fangs yeah and his and his penchant for biting people yeah it's crazy it's crazy and it's like um 
this is at the height of Twilight, as you said. So Claire's like vampire fantasies. Like I love Claire. I'm not crazy about all the plots that Claire gets, but some of her like, um, this is not a Claire episode, but some of her coming of age plots are some of the best ones. And she, and having someone as like young and inexperienced as Claire juxtaposed with somebody as, you know, we're, we're looking at Declan. We can see he fucks. We can see that he's rich. He's just lived a world that is not, that is so opposite of Claire's. And he's with Holly J who mm-hmm. is the most threatening person. Honestly. To write fan fiction about like you are going after queen B Holly J's boyfriend. Yeah. In your notes app. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you never hit too close to home with that sort of stuff. You never write about the boy that's right next to you. Right. Right. The, the, that's the crazy part. It's like, you can't, like, why keep his name in it? Anyway. 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 So um, dumb. So dumb. But so yes, Declan gets to be the muse of, of the horny 14-year-old girl. And he, this is really less of a him plot um, as it is a... Claire figuring out her sexuality and Holly J being like, well, I would fight this bitch, but she's a great writer plot. Like everybody has a, has more stakes in this than the subject of the fanfic. (laughs) And this isn't even the only plot where Claire's writing. Yeah. And Declan are involved. Yeah. Isn't that so weird? What, what came first the stealing his trip to Italy? the, The plagiarism plot came first. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like it was a plot for Claire to learn to write what she knows rather than feeling like she needs to be um, uh, as cool as people who are rich and experience uh, uh, the world in way in a way different way than she does. And what does she know? She knows that she's horny. And yeah, she, and she knows vampires. Yeah. <laughs> so do I, girl. <laughs> On my Buffy podcast. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so then we get to Degrassi takes Manhattan, which is really the last time that Declan gets to be the center of any, I mean, he's not even the center of this, but this is like the last, this is like a, a the last time he takes action. Really? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, he does take some action later in season 10. <laughs> Am I right, uh, fellas? <laughs> you know, his his rapist arc. No. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> his, his whoopsie toodles. Um, we didn't think that was going to be rape, but it yeah. turns out that was rape. Yeah, uh, we'll get there. Um, in Degrassi <laughs> takes Manhattan. Uh, Declan's uh every Declan Declan reaps what he has sowed for a whole season, meaning that. He thought he could just get away scot-free with fucking Spinner's girlfriend for half a season. He didn't. Plot twist. He didn't. Nope. (laughs) He sure did not. Spinner does indeed find out that Declan and Jane were cheating on him from... um, Swap and spit. Inadvertently from a tent at a pool party (laughs) where Holly J and Jane are having girl talk and Jane's like, wow, I'm really glad I stopped cheating on Spinner. <laughs> and Holly J's like, yeah, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm glad al- you stopped cheating on Spinner too. <laughs> I'm also glad that you stopped cheating on Spinner, the boy that I had feelings for. Yeah, which with like the, with the boy I'm currently having feelings look, for. Yeah. So Declan gets punched in the face <laughs> because of his um his role in helping Jane cheat on Spinner. Um, and Holly Day doesn't get punched in the face for her role in keeping that secret, uh, thankfully. But so he he gets punched in the face and then it's because of his family. Um, oh, yeah. He and at the end of season nine, we find out that he and Fiona are moving back to New York. Yeah. And Fiona is happy and Declan's sad because he, unlike Fiona, has actually built a life at Degrassi. And he is, you know, uh, he was having great time with the drama club. He was with Holly J. Like his life was finally feeling like he had purpose and he wasn't just you know following around his his parents politics and doing and not settling anywhere yeah um and so degrassi takes manhattan we are preparing for the coins to move back to new york and he and holly J are like we need to spend the summer together before you know we're separated for our senior year blah 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 and so that so Holly J and Fiona both get internships at what is it TVM? Yes, it's not MTV. It's TVM <laughs> because sometimes the naming conventions on this show mm-hmm. are so creative. They really are. Um, and Declan is there with staying with his family while his sister and his girlfriend go do their internships, and they are not unknowingly to him, but un like around him. Um, when I say around, I mean like skirting around him, yeah. having a having a feud. Yeah. <laughs> and Declan's just like, la, 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 my girlfriend and my sister don't get along. But really, they're like locking each other in closets and ruining opportunities for each other. <laughs> and it's it's a mess. Um, so he is really just once again, like. Not, not a pawn, but just like a... Well, he's he's the prize. He's the prize. Yes. Yes. They're basically... Cause yeah, they're fighting over him, essentially. Yeah. And like he, he... Or rather, like there are other opportunities. Like like he's, he's not the only prize, but he certainly represents the prize. And in order to um, show dominance over Holly J, Fiona kisses him in the middle of a crowded party. Mm-hmm. On the mouth. Uh, (laughs) like this is a very and it wasn't it's a very Angelina Jolie moment yes remember when she made out with her little brother yeah fucking weird yeah (laughs) fucking weird and do you think this was the show trying to um like like in America we have this weird like I guess it's not weird because it is like there's truth to it like we have this weird need to like project incest onto our most hated groups of people so like you'll find you know that's the quote-unquote sweet home alabama meme of like we hate the we hate southern whites who you know are poor and probably vote republican so we're going to say that they fuck their cousins and then they also do it for hollywood they say we hate rich people So we're going to say they fuck their cousins or their brothers yeah. or their dads or whatever. Or we hate the royal monarchs. Well, we're going to say they fuck their... Oh, wait, they do. Yeah, they sure um, do. Well, so it's maybe that's it. Like, it's that likening to, like, well, it's institutions some, that we hate. I, I think it's um, coding as something unforgivable. Yeah. Because in... 
in modern canon, mm-hmm. what are some few actions that show that you are um, beyond redemption or at least not of sound mind? Right. Because murder mm-hmm. is touch and go. Yeah, that's true. But um, rape and incest, these are things mm-hmm. that like, oh, once you've done that, you are no longer savable or salvageable yeah. as a character or a person. So yeah. if I ascribe that to you. And the way they crafted this incest plot line Mm -hmm. was really coding like, hi, so Fiona is not well. Yes. She is an unwell person. And if we had done this a little bit differently, we would have shown, oh, so she's just evil. Yeah. And needs to be thwarted and stopped. And I've noticed also, and this is just me being traumatized at Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. um, It's always the, the woman who is like, she bears the brunt of responsibility for the incest. Yeah. Fiona and Cersei are like, I need him. He is, he is my other half, my womb twin. And that's always it, isn't it? Because fucking Madison on Glee too. Yeah. Whereas the boys like, I'm trapped. I can't escape. Ooh, woo. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you're, Jenna and Toby, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Which like step siblings, but but same vibe. We're like, like the woman, has trapped this poor boy and he just needs to be set free. It's so interesting. Declan in this whole plot line, yeah. he really is just an object. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't have a lot of agency. And if he had once taken, put a foot down and be like, Hey, maybe we could talk about what's going on. Yeah. Here. But he doesn't. Yeah. In incestual situations, emotional incest is such a non nuanced topic. Like people will like they shut down if you even try to say hey maybe whatever's happening here is there's like a a, a a something that needs to be worked on internally with these people's relationship blah 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 people like you said will jump to evil they'll jump to blah, when really it's just possible to have poor boundary setting and mix and cross wires in your brain and like it's yeah. it's very interesting it's a very interesting topic which yeah. is why uh, I said I wasn't going to get into it on this episode and yet. <laughs> so, yes, Declan is just an object in Degrassi Takes Manhattan, which is unfortunate. But then eventually he does like set boundaries with Fiona. And that's like his big growth moment in that movie where he's like, no, you need help. You need to go somewhere. And so she, you know, has her whole mental breakdown of being like, no, I don't want to leave. Why are you getting rid of me? Why do you hate me? And then they're like, OK, you need to go. And Declan and and Holly J are they decide that they're going to try and make the relationship work long distance while he's in New York attending Vanderbilt Prep, and which is always a great decision. Yeah, and Holly always J a goes champion back. choice. <laughs> and Holly J goes back to Degrassi. That brings us to season ten, mm-hmm. where Declan now. I won't say, you know, there are a lot of cases on television and a lot, oftentimes Degrassi, see Alex Nunez, where a character will effectively leave the show and then when they are brought back, need to, they need to write them off. Like they've never, they haven't given them like a full ending. And so. Yeah, the send off was just kind of a soft launch mm-hmm. or a soft, you know, exunt. Yes, yes. So like there, so. Once season 10 happens, Declan is still in the opening credits of season 10, but he only appears in, I believe, four episodes um, in that season, 
where he they're like we need to get rid of this guy landon Laboron is shooting something else for i believe the cw at the time he joins the ranks of um, shanae grimes peach and nina dobrev yeah and he um they only have him for a set amount of episodes so they need to get rid of declan um you know i actually now that i'm thinking about it he probably appears in more episodes than that because fiona has her whole vanderbilt uh, yeah, and he's hanging around. And he's there. And he's hanging around. Yeah, so it's a couple episodes. I would say maybe six to eight episodes of season 10, which, mind you, is a 44-episode season. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, yeah, we're, we're in modern era. Mm-hmm. used to 12 episodes. This was 400 44. episodes. Because mm-hmm. they were airing five days a week, four days a week or something like that. They uh, were truly day players mm-hmm. on a little soap opera. They were handed their scripts between takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just truly doing the work <laughs> and Declan um, Declan is around for Fiona's abuse plotline, which like fucking sucks and is bad and Bobby Breckenridge fucking sucks and is bad and Declan's trying to tell her that and Bobby's his friend but he's like oh I should you should not be dating my sister you're an asshole you abused my sister uh, and then he comes back to Degrassi for a little bit uh, to try and win like he tries to win holly j over like they he to knows re-woo, to rewoo her yeah because like they're still together but he you know the long distance has taken a little bit out of them and he comes back and he's like basically throwing his money at her like yeah like you know once we once we start a life together this my money is your money blah 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 and she doesn't like that, really. She's too independent. She doesn't like, and that's my big complaint with Holly J and Declan's relationship is that she is she's having to learn how to be poor. And when she right when she was trying to learn that, they throw a boyfriend at her who is rich. Yeah. So he his like whole thing. He's like, he just fixes all of her problems and she doesn't get to grow. And she recognizes this in season 10. Um, And so she eventually is like, you know, I don't think this is going to work out because you seem to think that I will want to be with you just because you can provide a life for me that I, you know, would love to have, but I would also like some agency. Um, And so that is like, I think a fairly okay way to separate them yeah now if that had been the end of Declan's character I would be fine I would be you know what like that is that was a a sad send-off like he doesn't he he does regress a little bit but it's okay it's a send-off nonetheless tell me why this boy comes back and just (laughs) just to terrorize us just to terrorize us um, my new favorite ship, Savin Holly J. And then um and then coerce Holly J into a sexual encounter. Now, why would why would they do that? Um, <laughs> because they were like, hey, this is a hot topic issue, a hot button yeah. issue. And we're gonna we're gonna do this with such nuance. Yeah. And then promptly not. did not do that. Yes. Now if it hit because like what they think they did was they showed us a gray, a morally gray sexual encounter. Um, or so they thought they thought they showed us a morally gray sexual encounter. And then afterward showed us our quote unquote victim in the scenario say, no, I didn't feel taken advantage of at all. I just made a bad decision. That's what they think they did. Now, (laughs) 
we actually just saw Scream 6 yes. that does say this in a nuanced way yeah. where um, um, Tara says, tells Sam, um, like, I wanted to make the choice of sleeping with an, an asshole. asshole, right? Let me do that. Let me do that, right? Now, she was drunk, so there's that whole, she's not really in her sound mind, but she wanted, she was saying, like, I wanted to have the agency of making a mistake. Uh, whereas in this scenario, the play by play of the sexual encounter was Holly J minding her own business and Declan getting close to her and saying, I miss you. And her being like, well, I'm seeing Sav and him scooting in and being like, well, what if you weren't? (laughs) And, and, um, she literally goes like, no, this is wrong. We should stop. And, then he cont- doesn't listen and continues. Yeah. So I take the, I take intent. I say, you know, their intention was not this. So I don't hold this against Declan. I do hold this against the writers. Yeah. And unfortunately like this, this episode, I, I will just speak from personal experience tra- mm-hmm. not to trauma dump in the chat, mm-hmm. but when I had to take stock of like, Oh, what does my history look like? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my encounters when I was not making great choices mm-hmm. looked a lot like this. Right. And what do you consider a no? And turns out you're supposed to consider every no to be a no. Exactly. You're supposed to consider every, wait one second, every, um, 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 everything that can be interpreted as hesitance is a no. Yeah. And, and we were until it's a yes. And, I believe culturally the writers were in a different spot than the viewers were. The viewers were already in that space. Exactly. Whereas the writer's (laughs) room, you know, where these people are slightly older and maybe aren't um, ready to deal with the fact that we, Mm -hmm. that because I'm, what I'm assuming is writers write from their own experiences and maybe upon occasion, they don't want to admit that they've been in some situations that um, that was not a great choice. Exactly. Exactly. And especially with something so interpersonal as Degrassi, you know, we're not accusing anyone of anything, but even if you're using something that you've heard, Mm -hmm. you don't want to think of someone as morally gray or, or, or morally black and white where you thought you were doing something gray. Exactly. Exactly. That whole, that whole plot line does turn Declan into a bit of a different kind of guy to me. Um, but that is the last time we see him, <laughs> which he look. Declan didn't deserve much, but he sure did deserve that. Right. Right. Yeah. He, I, uh, he also, his last, um, that's not, that's the last time we see him, but that's not the last time he, uh, does anything. He sends Holly J flowers while she's in the, uh, in the hospital getting yeah. her, kidney taken out or i think it was when she it was either when she got her kidney replaced or um when she was first sent to the hospital with her with her problems yeah th- this was during her health journey yes which whoo boy will we get there oh my god um so that's all of declan's plot lines yeah I feel like it took us forever but we're just getting back into the groove of things and it's um, a it, it's a mishmash mm-hmm um so now we get to talk about his ships which like we did a lot of so we can really just rank them at this point yeah uh uh we have declan and oh wait (gasps) 
we didn't talk we didn't talk about the ship that has no plot relevance oh right my favorite young woman trish trish tinsley no tinsley tinsley is um the girl that bobby cheats with oh or tinsley is a lot of things holly j thinks that declan's cheating with tinsley but he's not and then bobby does end up hooking up with tinsley after yeah. and fiona to go through their thing so we're doing trish the house plant the host plant she's a host plant. trish is a host plant so declan does date a girl while he's trying to woo before he's trying to woo holly J. um he's just kind of casually seeing her she's a cheerleader named trish who looks suspiciously like fiona yeah <laughs> and that's really all we know about her she's the like one of the first i think trish is kind of the um the precursor to marisol yeah whereas like because like in season nine, we have Trish, who's just a cheerleader who's kind of on the outskirts of things, going on dates with our random guy, with our guys that we know have other prospects. Yeah. Um, and then ending up getting dumped for their actual love interest. Whereas in season 11, that Marisol does that exact thing. Or I guess it's more late season 10 where she yeah, like... It was season 10 because she also... Uh, she fell into the black hole that is Riley Stavros' closet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Fiona and Marisol fell victim. Yeah. Anya fell victim. All, <laughs> all, all of these young women just yeah. accidentally getting captured. Yeah. Marisol goes on, like, one date with Drew. And yeah. then it's like... And, like, she does the same exact thing that Trish does. So, yeah. Declan and Trish, they don't mean really anything. But they're fun. They're, they're, they, they are yeah. fun to exist. Um, and then we talked about this in Jane's episode where we liked we like jane and declan like yeah. we think they're sexy and fun yeah, they were so hot they're i don't think they would have worked out together no maybe you know i don't think as teenagers they would have worked out together but i think maybe like if they re-met up in like later years i i disagree I, yeah i think that they're too um the fun of that was this is wrong mm-hmm. and jane when she grows up, mm-hmm. she will be able to find someone who's like, oh, yeah, I can feel thrill without right. having it be morally reprehensible. Right, right, right. I can I can get turned on not just because of the taboo. And for Jacqueline, I'm like, I don't think I know the difference between taboo and an erection. Yeah. <laughs> I need major therapy that I'm not going to pay for. Right. So... <laughs> I, I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, um, like, I guess out of his ships, I guess I like him with Holly J the best. Just because, like, they, they work. Like, yeah. Well, he, he, he was designed. Yeah, he for, was designed for, for her. For her, so. Exactly. If, if we didn't rank him number one with that, then we're just shitting on the writers, which, like, right. we, we, oh, I would never shit on them. Right. Just a little piss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, I think... He and Holly J, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. I prefer I prefer Holly J with other people. Staff. Yeah. But. Um, oh, th- yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. And uh, Fiona doesn't rank because they're twins. They're twins. They shouldn't be together. They're my number one. <laughs> they're my number one. Um, Drop a castle on them. <laughs> um, but yeah. So now that we've shared Declan's plot points. And his um, ships. Uh, when is a time in your life that you were such a Declan? I'm going to have to think on this a bit. Because, mind you, Declan is a white, male, rich male. Yeah. And I am a black, 
lower middle class <laughs> woman. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. when I was a Declan, I, I actually, I experienced Declan moments mm-hmm. throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I walk through life sometimes without the, without some self-awareness when mm-hmm. it comes to certain situations where I, where I look back and I go, ah, yes, I was a very white man in this mm-hmm. moment and I probably should um, reflect before mm-hmm. I make a bad decision. Right, right. Um, when I was in high school, I've, I very much walked around with a tie on for no reason. Right. <laughs> I, ve- I very much did the, I- I'll go ahead and be aloof and mysterious. Mm-hmm. I was also a fucking dweeb. But, right. <laughs> but I was aloof and mysterious to some people. And mm-hmm. I think that was enough. Yeah. And I leaned into that, mm-hmm. whether I meant to or not. I leaned into it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, there's an allure to being a cool, artsy boy that just wants to, you know, have power, I guess, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, what what you learn is, yeah, you either have that be in a phase of your life or have it forever do- dominate your destiny. And spoiler alert, the people who have that dominate their destiny end up being on podcasts <laughs> where they are then made fun of for the yeah. way they behave on that podcast. Yeah. And they end up smoking inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't smoke indoors mm-hmm. or outdoors. Or outdoors. Yeah. The so. only smoke I give is emotional smoke. <laughs> we are already better than Cole Sprouse. Yeah. In so many ways. Um, um, for me, the a time that I was a Declan. Um, I'm also very overprotective of my younger sibling. They do uh uh clarify that of the twins Declan is the older one. Yeah. Um which I feel like is a cop out because just cuz he's the boy, I don't know. Um but I Boys I'm, are not allowed to be born before girls. Yeah. <laughs> um but I am I I'm also very protective of my younger sibling. Um not in the same way that Declan is. I actually think that if Keyshawn and I were closer in age, I would aggressively not want him in my social spaces. I would want him to find his own. Cause I like, I get really weird. Like, uh, 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 I don't like too much crossover in my life because like if my close friends see me doing things that I don't normally do with my close friends, I'm like embarrassed. I'm like, okay, like we don't need to, you don't need to be at this musical rehearsal. You know what I mean? Um, That's an integration problem. I know. I'm racist. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the, um, it's the separating different facets of your personality. Yeah. You don't, you, you, you have certain pieces that you share with certain people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think where I am, where Declan and I are very similar with our relationship with our sibling is that I do, really want to see my younger sibling like spread his wings and fly without me having to guide him granted my younger brother is 10 years younger than me so I will kind of always be guiding him (sighs) but (laughs) (laughs) the the patented older sister side yeah (sighs) but um I 
Yeah, I think that kind of it'll it's like that that similar vibe of Declan and Fiona of him trying to find like how their relationship can still be as close while they still like try and find their own things. Also, my younger brother is constantly <laughs> stealing all of my interests. It's okay. <laughs> it's Look, cute. It's an act of rebellion. Yeah. Let me do all of the things that um, my big sister did that pissed you the fuck off. Yeah, you being my parents. Yeah. <laughs> I think protective older sibling is yeah. kind of where I, where Declan and I meet. Um, uh, yeah, wow. We, we did, did it. it. Oh my gosh. And if this sounded different, it's because Daniel and I have never recorded the way that Ezra and I do. Yeah. So this is the first time we've ever done this in the same room aside from that very first episode. Right. And I think one of the like bonus episodes. Yeah. Um, so this, I wonder if the, if the vibe is different. We're looking at each other in the eye. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Very weird. We never do that. We never, <laughs> never make, I actually, I've never seen her before in my life. Yeah. You're black. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, uh, I guess that's the end. We, we don't do anything else, right? No. My, for- my formats are, like, crossing in my brain because the, the recap episodes have such a different and more parts yeah. format, whereas this, I'm like, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, where can the people find you on social media? I'm Danny Boy Herman everywhere, including um, my OnlyFans. Okay. Um, <laughs> where I um, rate and review different fans. <laughs> um, so that's not real. Yeah. But it should be, though. I, I, I might do it. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you? Um, I am at OMG It's Key on Instagram and and TikTok, and you can follow the podcast at Cuckoo Bananas Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at Cuckoo Bananas Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, next week, I don't know what we're having next week. Um, It'll be a you'll have to tune in and, and be surprised. I might have a blooper episode because we have a lot in here that I can throw into a blooper episode. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you could possibly use as a blooper for this episode. Because I've have I've been having a lot of bloopers from episodes I record with Ezra, but I don't like having just Ezra bloopers. I want bloopers with like multiple people. And so I've been Say waiting. Say you don't like your boyfriend without saying I mean. you don't like your boyfriend. <laughs> you just need me to break it up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I want... I want bloopers of multiple uh, uh, co-hosts. Um, so luckily now I have a lot more material to toss into a blooper reel. So maybe next week will be a blooper reel. You never know. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. This was a blast. I can't wait to tackle more characters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.